Welcome to the Hypnotic Healers Podcast, your home for insights and insider knowledge about hypnotic change work. With your hosts, control practitioners and hypnotists, Nicole Mazzucato and Anthony Gitch. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Hypnotic Healers. My name is Nicole Mazzucato and as always, I'm here with my fabulous co-host and friend Anthony Gitch all the way over there. Our usual disclaimer before we kick off, neither Anthony nor I, nor our guests today, I believe are licensed medical professionals psychologists, psychiatrists, or anything of the sort. So please do not make any changes or alterations to any medications or treatments that you're on based on the conversation you hear here today. Take what you like and leave the rest. And while you're leaving stuff, leave us a like, a love, a heart, a thumbs up, a wonderful review, whatever it is, get in touch, drop us a message, let us know how much you're enjoying the podcast and um, yeah, share us around. Hello, Anthony. Well, hello, Nicole. How are you today? I'm well, I'm well, and I'm very, very excited for the lovely lady who is joining us today. We have someone that um, we met through the control system. She is a hypnotist. She's out of Belgium. I've spent a few times with her with private conversations via Zoom. She's an amazing woman. I absolutely adore her. Everybody, Christine Phillip. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. And thank you for inviting me. Thank you for harassing me into this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. We love you. Uh, Yes. yes. We we know what we want. Yes. And, and we, and we forgot lentils. to say Ich will Linsen. Ich will Linsen. Yes. <laughs> we want lentils. <laughs> and, and and Anthony missed out there that, that Christine gives the best cuddles and she is the queen of happiness. Mm, thank you. Yes, I forgot about the Queen of Happiness, and I and I don't know about the cuddles because we haven't met face to face yet. She wasn't able to make it to the colloquium this year, but I'm sure that she will be at the next one. October, isn't it? October thirteenth. Yes. yes. There I'm we go. Super excited. I'd love yes. To. Yeah. Yes. I'd love to. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to seeing you there. And with that. Why do you know you've had a very interesting background. You're an artist. You are um, German born, but you live abroad. Um, you were a, a party rocker girl in the 90s, ripping up Berlin, living the high life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> I don't so remember much, though. I don't remember <laughs> much, though. <laughs> what was life like growing up in Berlin? Oh, it was, you know, I'm coming from East Berlin, which is a little bit salt and pepper to the story. So I don't <laughs> I don't know much how it was in West Berlin, because at that time mm. we were pretty trapped, you know, in, in that little island. Well, well it wasn't an island really west berlin was the island in germany but we were trapped with looking every day to the other side you know and mm. thinking like we we're, we're never going to see the world we're never going to see or experience any of this and then the wall came down and suddenly it was like what the hell what now who am i where am i going wow. what am i doing <laughs> you know because life was planned up to that point. You know, we we knew our destiny, so to speak. We knew what to do. And then everything was in the open. And then I went into art. You know, I That's did several so crazy. other things before. Yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy to kind of be, so what? Nobody got in and nobody got out. It was like whoever was in there was in there and that was it. There was no no entrance, no exit. No, well, the people from West Berlin or West Germany, they could enter. We couldn't exit. You know, that was the difference. We couldn't exit to the other side. Yeah. And have a look at life there. Oh, my God. And did you have family on the other side? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Mm. My family is, you know, half from Russia and the other half is German, but it was Eastern German. So... I don't have connections to, or I didn't have connections to the Western part of Germany at that time. Yeah, So for me, it was new, brand new. Wow. Mm. wow. And what was the sensation when the wall came down? 
you want my honest opinion? I wasn't pleased, to be honest. You know, okay. I wasn't pleased at all. I was, what was I? I was 18 at that time mm. and uh, I was at a concert. And suddenly the musicians in the concert announced like there's something seriously happening right now. And they were kind of talking in riddles and nobody understood what they are talking about. And then I went home and my mom said, the wall is down. And I didn't believe it. Nobody believed it. It was all over the news and we didn't believe what we saw. And I got scared. I didn't dare to go to the other side like other people, you know, who wanted to see it directly. I got scared because I thought like, oh, my God, what if I go there and then they close the wall again behind me and then I'm stuck right. and I can't go back. It's crazy. I mean, now you can't imagine this. But at that time, it was really strange, really strange experience. And everything that followed after was really strange, too, because, you know, you suddenly are in a country that disappears in front of your eyes and something completely new is happening, a new society, new everything, new rules, new demands. Um, that was like being newborn and starting everything anew from zero. Well, yeah, your whole community yeah. was absorbed back into a country, that reunification, yeah. that, that was a trial. Yeah, it was. And Especially it's still, hardliners. <laughs> and it's, how long? How long was the wall up for? Sorry, my history. Oh my God, knowledge. Okay. Well, thank you very much for that, Nicole. When <laughs> when did it go up? I think it was. I I don't want to lie. I think it was something like sixty-one or so. Is that possible? That the wall right. came something up? like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. During right? during the Cold War, I believe. Yeah. So sixty-one oh ish. So you'd lived your whole life in this in this one kind of you know in this in this place that was blocked off from the rest of the world well, and then all goodness, of a sudden thank goodness not my whole life <laughs> well no no I'm I mean up, up to that up to that point up to that yeah. point you'd lived your, yeah. your everything you knew was kind of in this in this kind of enclosed area and then all of a sudden you know the, there's access to that must be that must be a bit of a head fuck it was a head fuck, you know, also, I mean, it's not just that suddenly the country is opening up. It's a completely different society, completely mm. different kind of life, you know, um, thinking, literature, mm. music, art, suddenly everything opens up. We didn't have a clue. Well, I didn't have a clue, you know, not really, even though I came from Berlin and had more of a clue of what was happening in terms of art and music and literature than people who are who were deep down in the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it, it, it's crazy. It was crazy. And it's still different now. 30 years, 30 something years later, and it's still, there's a, still a difference between the East and the West. And even That's in the people, people's minds. Yeah. Oh, and the way that they treat each other. Um, in the way that they treat each other still yeah. Yeah. sometimes people still ask are you from the east or from the west it's still important you know and when you're from the east it's like oh oh okay mm -hmm. <laughs> you know so what so people from the east are kind of looked down on yes it was a lot well, like yeah, that. because think about it. They're 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 supposedly less educated. They they don't have yes. as much you know worldly knowledge, so to speak. So yes. they're not able to carry on in the same fashion as the people in the West were, right? And so mm. they must be stupid. Um, you know those like that, those though. ignorant Easterners. Um, you know, not by any fault of their own. And it's interesting because I I just recognize this. I I, I watch a a show on Netflix. Um, and it's a Korean show and it's all in Korean and it's called The Amazing Attorney Woo or something. And she's an autistic attorney. And they were just having last night, the episode I watched was a North Korean defector gone to South Korea and the way that they're treated, you know, the way that the, the South Koreans think the North Koreans speak and, 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 you know, and, and I was like, wow, that happens everywhere to these mm -hmm. folks because, you know, this woman was expected to have this real guttural kind of, you know, deep 
comrade kind of feel about her. And, and she says, you know, that's what you're expecting of me because I'm from the North, really, you know, just like that's what you're expecting because you're from the East, you know, mm. that mentality that mm -hmm. they have less. So they are less. Yes. Yes. And people still earn less than in the West. Wow. Yeah. The salaries and all of that. Yeah. But then East, East Berlin is very, correct me if I'm wrong, East Berlin is very well known for its, its artistry. Yes, absolutely. And it still is. Berlin is the cool place, still the yeah. place to be yeah. for a lot of people. Not for me, though. You know, in the beginning of the 90s, <laughs> yes. But 95, it started a little bit to be already like established and everybody went there and wanted to be cool and wanted to be very artsy and all of that. Mm -hmm. And that was then, you know, the time when I left and I thought like, no, that's not, not really interesting anymore. So mm -hmm. what brought you from all of that excitement, the world of art, that kind of thing, into the world of, of, of creating amazing lives for other people? I think it's also an art, don't you think? Well, yeah, absolutely. I find it I very creative and very artistic, just in a very different way. Very Less different, isolated, yeah. you know, still isolated because you do the work alone most of the time. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it's much less isolated because you're in contact with people. As as a, when, when I was a painter, I was basically alone most of the time, you know, mm -hmm. painting. That kind of thing. So <laughs> a very lonely profession, so to speak. So what brought me from A to B, it was, can I say it bluntly, midlife crisis kind of thing. I had kind of a breakdown physically mm -hmm. and mentally, and I couldn't move for two weeks or something like that. And I thought like something needs to change. My life has to change. I can't go on like this. Because it, it it just wasn't good. It wasn't it wasn't for me? I think. Um, and then I was thinking about yeah, what else can I do? What is it that I'm I really like doing apart from painting? And I thought helping people. You know, it was a little bit of a process, but then I thought helping people. And then I studied psychotherapy and counseling and all of that. And in Germany, we still have something that doesn't exist anywhere else in the world which is called Heilpraktiker für Psychotherapie. So where you can actually, without having to go to university, make the studies, make an exam, and go out into the world and help people in psychotherapy. So I went there to begin with. And hypnosis came a little bit later than that. You want to know how? Yes. Yeah. How, how do you go from, how do you go like, from something that is more... <laughs> You know, you more traditionally accepted, right? Because that's more traditional sort of, this is what we expect. So how do you go from that to something that is considered a little bit more um, at the fringe? Yeah, I saw it on TV. You know, I saw a German hypnotist performing on TV and there were people dropping left, right and center. And I thought like, what the hell? <laughs> What's happening? What's he doing? Why is this? <laughs> what is this? And so I checked him out and I, I, I saw that he's also training. And so I did a training because I was fascinated by mm. this. And I wanted to know more, you know, it, I thought it's crazy, <laughs> crazy stuff. Yeah. And so I did the training. It was my very first training in Germany. Uh, still to this day, I think it's a pretty good training to start with. You know, it gives you a good Who did foundation. You it's a it's a German hypnotist called Dirk Treusch okay. from the south south of Germany, okay. and it's a pretty pretty good foundation. You know, he leaves you with that, and um, then you know a little bit. But you probably know it as well. You know, once you're there, you're hooked. You need to know more. That's not yes. it. You know? <laughs> It doesn't stop there. Yeah, that's just kind of the, that's the it beginning. Exactly. It was just the beginning. He said, yeah. and now you can go out in the world and work with that. And I thought like, no, that can't be it. You know, I, I started like that, but then I wanted to know more and more. And the more I learned, the more I trained, the more I did, the more I thought like, I know shit. I know nothing. You know, <laughs> it's very interesting. It's It's something for life. And I love it. Yeah. Right on. And so I did a they, lot of different things. 
Definitely. Yeah, you've done. You must have done a few different trainings then. I so you, you've, you, how did you come across Tim? Well, I, I saw him. So I think the first time, maybe um, Facebook or some convention or something like that. And I thought mm. the method is fascinating. You know, I, I knew James Tripp before. Hand, you know, hypnosis without trance, which I love, you know, one day, one day I'm going to sign up with James Tripp <laughs> to, to train with him too. And so, and then Tim without trance, basically, yeah, very similar approach. Yeah. We don't need all that fluff, you know? Mm. <laughs> and then I thought like, hmm, that's so great and then i started to yeah and then i trained with him in fuerteventura which was a bonus ah. an added bonus you know it was great yeah yeah uh, you were you were on the, the retreat group yes i loved yeah. it he should do it again i would go again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that off the coast of spain it's in it's in an island it's an island in the uh, canary islands okay yeah yeah, mm-hmm. which is, is technically Africa, but belongs to Spain. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. How did you two come across Tim, by the way? We both, I think, came across him on the Hypno Summit um, yeah. in 2020. And I remember watching watching him and I was like, oh, my God, this guy just totally speaks my language. I loved mm-hmm. what he was saying. I was like, he just yeah. makes so much sense. And he just really is very he came across as very down to earth he knew what he was talking about it made a lot of sense and I was like I really feel like I can you know we 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 very much kind of speak the same language so I got in touch with him we had a call and I was like yeah no I want to train with him Yeah. yeah I thought the same and it's funny because um when I talked to him I decided that I wanted to train with him right away and I almost waited till the next training cycle to take the class, the January class. And, and then I ended up taking the October So did I, class. nearly. <laughs> See, Nicole and I were meant to, to <laughs> meet each other. Um, uh, <laughs> it's so funny, but yeah, that's how we, that's how we met Tim and that's how we, and that's how we met. Yeah. I met both of you, I think, when we trained for the workshop presenter thing. I think so. Yes. Potent- yeah. yeah, potentially, or if not before, mm-hmm. on, on one of the forums, one of the monthly forums. But not like the two of you together. It yeah. was like uh, maybe, no, Anthony, I didn't see before, I think. I'm not sure. Nicole, you maybe I saw you in one of the corners on the Zoom screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At that time, you were in Spain, and I was so jealous, I remember. There were all the birds in the background. Yes, yeah. I remember. Yeah. That was such a great place. I used to love all those birds. Whenever I talked to her, you could hear all those birds. Yes, you're right. I remember that. <laughs> I do love birds and a bit of sun. Yeah. Yes. Let's get back to the topic at hand, though. Because I am, yes, no, <laughs> because I'm, I'm still interested. So you, you start to do these, this hypnosis stuff and you open up a business. Um, tell us, tell us what kind of stuff you, you, you're, you're, you're specializing in. What kind of stuff do you, do you enjoy working the most with that kind of thing? Yeah. Um, what is it that you like about hypnosis? Particularly, what is it you like about the control system? <laughs> Where do I start now? Which question first? (laughs) Well, I love working with people who feel anxious a lot of the time. Um, I love working with people who suffer from low self-esteem and don't have much confidence, you know. And I have another, you know, that's one area. And the other area I'm working in or specialize in are helping men to recover from toxic relationships. Helping men recover from toxic relationships. Yes, because honestly, they they do not receive a lot of support. Mm. You're correct. The general knowledge is everybody thinks it's the women always, Mm. and men are not believed, you know? And Mm. so um, I thought, like, I want to change that. You know, I want that men are being taken seriously in that they suffer too they also come out of toxic relationships there are women and other men and you know whoever you know who can make 
who can destroy the life of a man. Like seriously. Yeah. And we I, I know a woman like that. I I I love her to death. Um I won't say any names or anything, obviously, but I mean she's I, I've seen her after being in a relationship with her, I'm sure that the men that have gotten out of relationships are like, Oh my god, oh my god, how do I go, <laughs> how do I move on? I mean Send I, them yeah. along. Send oh, them my goodness. way. Goodness. I've always been like you poor thing. I'm just like, oh, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but that's, it's, it's, it is, you're absolutely right. It's really important. I think oftentimes, you know, with these stereotypes comes very much while we're trying to empower women, there's also men that are getting, that, that get crushed in life and, and kind of get pushed to the side still with this boys don't cry, don't talk about your feelings, just get up and get on with it. And, and, exactly. and all of that kind of rubbish that yes. comes with being a man. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that, I think that's very sad. You know, we mm-hmm. had, well, well, how did it come to this? There was last year, I, I, I was becoming aware, of, I think for the very first time, when we had this very famous trial, you know, uh, happening. Did you? The you know? Johnny Depp and Amber Johnny Heard. Depp and Amber Heard trial, you know. Mm-hmm. I was following it very closely and I have noticed on social media that a lot of men, a lot of men were so grateful for this to be happening that they finally, you know, get acknowledged in mm. their suffering as well, that men can be a victim too, not only of, you know, a toxic woman, but even domestic violence. Um, I know that, I mean, a lot of men even died, you know, because, you know, I love true crime. <laughs> 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 right on <laughs> yeah and it, it happens you know but but you you put it away and you think like ah, oh, yeah that's the exception to the rule kind of thing but i don't think that anymore i think that's quite it's happening much more than we would like to admit you know mm. well, so, well yeah. yeah we don't like we don't like to talk about female murderers we don't like to talk i about love to talk about women. Female. Well, no but i'm talking about <laughs> society you know society is a general that is not how they want women to be depicted. That is not how we want to think. Women are are supposed to be gentle, loving, kind mothers. They're not supposed to be drowning mm. their children in the local lake, um, you know, or or driving off a, a a bridge with them in the back seat, sort of thing. You know, um, yeah. that's that's not the image that the world wants of of a woman and a mother. Exactly, I completely agree. And yeah, also that's yeah. not what what people think men could go through because they are still uh, presented as the strong part in the relationship sure. who can defend themselves, you know, and yeah. all of that. But you know right. what? When, you when you, you have... just said it, the most important thing, they can defend mm. themselves. But when it comes to domestic violence, they cannot defend themselves. Exactly. Because the moment... That they strike back, they're they the are. abuser. Exactly. And 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 I'll tell you what, even when I was a kid, my mom said it was so amazing because I I just I, I was taught don't hit girls, like everybody in my generation, yeah. don't hit girls. I don't think that it's appropriate to suggest that there should be a two-way exception, that it's okay for it to go one way, but not the other. Mm. Exactly. And I, I don't think that the physical difference makes the difference because Abuse in a relationship is not only a physical abuse, right? Right. It's always in a combination with emotional abuse. There are so many manipulations going on, Mm. you know, that the physical difference. I remember they tried to 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 play that card in the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial Mm. with yeah, but but Johnny is a man. Johnny is much stronger. He is much bigger than her. Look, you know. Mm. Well, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because there are so many mind games going on yeah that the other one can be destroyed nevertheless it doesn't even have to be physical you know it doesn't yeah. even have to come to this you know it yeah. starts earlier and that's really sad yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah. Well, well, what a crazy a case thing. that was yeah it was it, crazy it case. still yeah. is still is 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Madness. listen out, people. The places to get your inspiration for niches, for, for you know, niches and special and specialisms. Look at what's going on in the world and look at the yeah. response to it, and and you'll see what people are craving for, what help people are needing, and and absolutely, that was a great platform for you know to tap into. Actually, there's a huge need for this kind of support. Yes, and I would really like to encourage men who come out of a toxic relationship to seek help don't right. be ashamed you know don't yeah. be ashamed just because you're a man you know yeah. you have the same right like everybody else men yeah. too you know yeah yeah you know, absolutely I, I yeah it's it, it's because i don't know how it is in the uk necessarily or particularly where you're from in belgium but i know here in the u.s that i i believe oftentimes that men's <clears throat> well-being particularly the their mental well-being is still something that isn't um touched on enough right i mean you see all these commercials and, and and maybe as a man i see it differently right but i see these commercials where it's all this stuff about the woman has to go to the you know the mom she's at work she's got to go home and then she's got to raise the kids and this and that and, and it's all about woe is mom what about the dads that are out there going to work, coming home, making dinner, vacuuming, they're doing all the same things these days, yet there isn't kind of any attribution paid or, 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 or acknowledgement that they are going through the same stressors as their wives are going through. And, and they're, you know, they're just supposed to be able to do it for why, why shouldn't, why should they be neglected or, 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 or just ignored um, because they're not a mom, right? And it's just one of those things. I'm like, oh my God, I see another one of these freaking commercials. I've got to be honest just... with you, Anthony. I don't know if I agree with that because I do think that, and, and definitely from, from what I see, where the where men are stepping up to stepping up where men are much more involved in home life and bringing up of their children i from what i see there's a lot of praise around that you know oh he's a hands on dad and and you know kind of we're applauding and celebrating the fact that he's a hand on dad or that he cooks or that he cleans so I don't necessarily agree with what with what you're saying. What I see is that men are being celebrated for stepping up and and sharing the work rather than rather than you know not being recognized and acknowledged for it. I find it so interesting at the different perspectives that directly open up based on the experiences we all have. Right. Because I think it's, both, it's all about both, both things can be possible. And there are other sure. things can be possible too. I was working with men who felt you know who who were the stay at home dad and the and the woman mm. the wife was the provider for the family and the man didn't feel like a man anymore he felt like right. castrated and mm. he felt like not worth anything you know because he just was a dad and he was looked at like like less than you know what kind of a man are you, you yeah know? You're, you're not staying providing yeah you're not, exactly mm. you you let your woman do all of this and what what's with you what's wrong with you you know mm. are you not capable that kind of so there are a lot of personal stories out there existing you know where well right and what i was all of, you know all of it can be true it sure. can be and it's i think is what i was trying to the 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 point I was trying to make, Nicole, is that there's a lot of commercials out there in this country that suggest that there there is a there's a big need for mental health help for women, but there's not. I don't see the same that attitude being presented that men need the same support. That's what I'm saying. Right, because we're still living in a social construct where men, you know, don't ask for help in the same way that women do. Women, you know, are typically more vocal about I'm struggling, you know, I'm 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 feeling sad, I'm feeling depressed, I'm feeling anxious. We're we're still in that social construct. Right. You know, where where women are more vocal about what they need and and the fact that they're struggling and men are still still in the background and not talking as much about about what they need and not recognizing it but if they're yes. they're not going to talk about it if they don't see themselves being represented in mm. the community because then they feel like they're alone in it and who wants to be the lone wolf stepping up to lead the pack 
right? I I think we have that stigma. And so I think that the more we normalize it and the more we suggest that that help is out there for you too, I think Mm. that that, I think that that'll be a big turning point. You know, I, I just think it's so important that all over that the idea of mental health awareness is, is becoming more of a global Mm. kind of, of push to really understand how do we be a happier planet? How do we start to work better Mm. together and create this whole thing uh, where we can all survive? Right. I mean, I've only got another good 50 years left at best. Um, and, and so, you know, for me, I, I know that we're going to be good till then. Um, yeah. after that, you know, you are your fucking own, you better figure that shit out. Um, <laughs> going, going back to your point before, um, Christine, my mum specializes in birth trauma. So she specializes in fertility, pregnancy, birth and, and birth trauma, but also focusing on, on the partner as well, because while so much of the focus is on the woman who's given birth and the trauma that she's gone through, oftentimes the partner who's usually male gets kind of forgotten and pushed to a side because, well, it wasn't you that was going through it. Well, you know, it was them that's usually standing there watching their partner nearly die bleed to death or or whatever it is and then not getting any any attention or care you know to support them to support them through that so yeah my mum specializes in in that area as well which is also massively needed wonderful. and yes. completely unspoken about wonderful yes i i completely agree it's be- mm. just because he doesn't give birth doesn't mean he's less involved you know in right. anything does he yeah he doesn't have less feelings. It's his baby too. You know, it's his mm. wife too, his partner, you know? So mm. for him, it's the same, just not, you know, in terms of like the practical, that thing, you know, <laughs> the logistic, the logistics, <laughs> yeah. the production of a baby from one's yes. womb. Um. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I'm okay. I'm missing out on that. Thanks. Um. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, so, so what were the other questions? Yeah. So we're asking why many questions. Why control? Why, yeah. Why control? Mm. What What makes you enjoy control so much? I love the system because it is so simple. It is mm. so very clear. So very straightforward without any fluff without any you, you you know and it is very empowering to the client you know because they do it it's not me doing anything You're they right. do it and i love that because a lot of people come and feel rather disempowered when they come to see you and of course they wish for you know the magic wand that that should be waved and and that's it you know but that doesn't help them that doesn't give them anything you know and unless mm unless they realize they are in the position of changing their world. Yeah. 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 So that's why. I yeah, love it. It's good. Yeah. It is such and a great on top, system. It's fun. It's fun. You know? Yes. <laughs> I love the faces of the people when something, you know, a finger is wiggling or the hand is moving or something <laughs> happens <laughs> and they feel like, Oh, wow. That, is this. that wasn't me. No, it can't be that simple. Yes, it mm. can. It can. Yeah. And it can be fast and it can be effective and it can be long lasting. Yeah. Mm. So that's what I love about the control system. Yeah. Very yeah. good. And 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 it's it's a system, isn't it? You're not go, you're not it's being given yeah. you're not like other pre another previous trainings that I've done, it's like, okay, well, here's how to do a session, or here's a few tools that you can, you know, this is this is a structure of a session, go away, and oftentimes it's one and done which I don't prescribe to anymore at all. Um, but, you know, the great thing about this, what Tim, Tim has put together is a complete system from start to finish. So you walk away from the course and you're like, I actually have a, a, a full program. Not pro- Program is maybe the wrong word. A framework. But a full, yeah, right. exactly. To take you from the initial, the first time we talk all the way through to your final result. And yes. I feel I know exactly kind of what I need to do at each stage and each step. And, and you've got a business model already to go out into the world with, which is very unusual in yes. when you're, when you're in trainings. 
and you still have possibilities to play, which I like. Because, sure. you know, yes. I like to become creative and play around and do, you know, mm. try different things. And this gives you, you know, you have a very uh, stable, secure framework in which we operate, but then you still have space, you know, to, to add mm. and to play and to be creative. And this is something I really enjoy, you know, my clients yeah. enjoy that too. I think um, working with clients should be fun, not only for me, but also for them, you know, and yes. joking around, lots of fun, lots of giggles. Mm. That's part of my, of my, yeah, work. Well, you are happiness coding, aren't you? Yeah. I am happiness coding. That's right. I'm the queen, the queen of happy. Just you are the queen of happiness. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we have recently encountered each other again in a in a third, a third unique setting um, in Pivot Play with Scott Grossberg, who is going to be a guest on on this show in a few weeks' time. How long have you been doing Pivot Play with Scott? How long have you known Scott? And and tell us a bit about, you know, the work you've been doing with him. From the beginning. I have been with him from the beginning when he started Pivot Play. It was a lockdown, pandemic. You know, we were stuck at home. Nothing was really happening. Business was nowhere, you know, at that time. And so he created that group and I joined because I, I wanted to find out how can I, what what can I do now with my business? How can I rebrand myself? How can I... Um, develop something out of the situation that we're in now how can I move forward you know that's how it started and I have been yeah sticking to to that ever since and I love it it's become you know like a family thing (laughs) (laughs) the pivot play family yeah Yeah, and Scott is great yeah you're going to enjoy Scott a lot I'm sure Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited to have him on the show, and I've only just started, so I've only done my second second session recently. But yeah, there's a lot of great information, and it, it's a, it seems like a, a great place to be. So, so yes. you've been doing these sessions with him, classes with him every every week for the past couple of years. Yeah, I mean, for the longest time, he did it twice a week, even you know, and sometimes it was four hours per week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Scott, you know, when he loves to talk and starts and we we go somewhere and he's, you know, finding something interesting to talk about with with other people and trying to help them to develop their business and all of that, we forget time. And then suddenly it's like two hours here, two hours there. It wasn't planned like that, you know, but sometimes Mm -hmm. it happened and it was it's always very enjoyable, I have to say. And was happiness coding... Was happiness coding born out of that? That's it. Yeah. Queen of happy Uh, and happiness coding uh, (laughs) is a baby of pivot play. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Nice. Nice. And I know you've been creating a lot of content videos and, and all sorts of things. Is that also something that's been, that's been more recent? Well, this is, actually coming a little bit more that started with with Anthony Jacquin rather you know Mm -hmm. because he kind of um when I started with cohort one at that time he encouraged everybody to make videos and to create videos and I was really scared shitless to do videos you know I, I just couldn't you know my face on the camera my voice no what what am I saying I have nothing to say. Who the hell am I? You know, I look ridiculous and all of that. And so I, that was really very out of my comfort zone. It still isn't comfortable, but much less scary than it was in the beginning. And so I I forced myself to do videos and again and again and again and again. And then I started a YouTube channel and doing videos uh, every week normally, you know, and it starts to get a little bit of a routine, um, but it's still not something I normally would do if I could just not do it. <laughs> I would always go for not doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's how it came about with the yeah, with the videos. Right on. Good for you. Good for you. So you do you you release videos on a weekly basis on YouTube. Yeah, I do my best to do that, you know. But Amazing. sometimes you have more ideas hard. and sometimes like it's yeah, it is. It's it really does get hard. it's a lot of work. 
It is. Mm. I'm, I'm a couple, I, I was thinking about this this morning. I was like, Anthony, you went on that trip to the UK and since you've been back, you haven't been keeping up with your videos. I was thinking about that this morning. I'm like, I got to hop back on that because I've had one excuse after another since I've been home, right? The, the place was <laughs> tore up because of the water damage. And so I couldn't film oh, because of that in my place. And then there was, you know, this, and then it's like, oh my gosh, I got to get my hair cut. Oh my God, I got to do that. But you know, <laughs> I had all these excuses and it's like, no, Anthony, you got to get back to doing that again, right? Right. Um, mm. I got to get back to that. You, because I, you know, um, like you, at first it was uncomfortable, but now I kind of enjoy it. It's it gets done. It's quick. It's simple. I do the insight, and it's four minutes. I'm done. You know. Um, oh, okay. So that's how. Ah, okay. You do just the insight. Yeah, it's insights with Anthony, right? And so I'll I'll pull right. one of the insights, and I will you know, put it together in a story on, on how to kind of get it across to people. And, and that's, I'll record a quick video and, and it's up there and done. And, um, I just, I haven't been as proactive with it lately because that's like great. I said, I, I just had all these excuses that are now gone because the place is finished. <laughs> oh, there will be new ones. There will be new ones coming. Oh, the weather is great today. It's not, it's not bright enough in here. Um, oh my God, I've got a tiny little hair growing out of somewhere that shouldn't be there. I need to spend all day tending to that. Yeah. It's amazing how we can procrastinate. I mean, it's like yesterday I knew that there was something, I, and you two do the same thing. We've talked about it. Both of us have. Christine and I have talked about it before where it's like, I know that there's something that needs to be done. I can see that it needs to be done, but it's like, eh. <laughs> and I'm like, but I think to myself, but why aren't you doing it? You know, that's what you need to do in order to do what it is that you're saying you want to do. So what's up, bro? Uh, get your ass off the couch. Um, All right, Anthony, <laughs> let me tell you one thing. <laughs> Don't beat yourself up. Oh, no, I don't. Because when you beat yourself up, you're the only one and yeah. beaten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. And that's, that's the, therein lies the rub is the, or the challenge is that I don't beat myself up. Like, eh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes, sometimes it's also okay. You know? you know, all the hustling all the time, it, you know, it doesn't have to be all the time. You've got to find the balance, you know, though, between giving yourself a kick up the ass and like, oh, no, it's fine. I'll just be kind yeah. to myself today. Oh, I'll no, just, it's fine. Today, I'll, I'll just let myself, kind right. to myself for the past six months. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> oh, well, what, why hasn't anything changed? Um, you know, and with all the stuff, you know, we've all got stuff to do. It's like I'm working on the – I've got three conferences I'm working on right now. Wow. Pre I'm presenting at two of them. Um, uh, the founder of one of them. Um, and, and it's like, I've got busy all boy. this stuff, very busy guy. Um, and so it's like, when I'm sitting there, I'm like, no, 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 Anthony, we don't, I'll tell you what I do. The one break that I give myself, I give myself an hour and a half every single day to take my dog out and just hang out with my dog outside. So me and Fergus have outside time because he needs his walk. So we do about a five mile walk every day. That's about an hour, uh, you know, when we stop and we play and we, he sees our, all the store owners that stop and say hi to him because they all know him. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a nice little trip and it gives me my break, clears my head. And, mm. um, you know, I think it's, I think it's healthy for people to do that. That's the one thing I, I never miss out on. Um, Absolutely. But there are and times that I'm like, oh, I know I need to get that done. No, I'm <laughs> going to clean the kitchen. Um, <laughs> yeah, pest and cholera. Which yeah. evil do I choose? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to spring clean my wardrobe <laughs> for right. next week. Yeah. Oh, I Again. love this, though. I love this, though, I have to yeah. say. Once you get started with spring cleaning your wardrobe, you yeah. can't stop, right? Yes. It's, I yeah, love but it. I have all these other little problems. Like, I'll go ahead and I'll go out and clean the courtyard. Oh, you know, I'll go ahead and sweep out here. Oh, I'm going to rearrange this today. Um, <laughs> it's like, Anthony, there's work to be done, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so on Christine. that friendly note. <laughs> 
what tips give us a couple of a couple of top tips from from the queen of happiness to that people can people can kind of go away and 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 implement or think about reflect on in their in their lives i think happiness can be very simple and easily achieved you know because it doesn't come from the outside it just is a pure inside job right mm. and so anthony was just talking about one sure way to make yourself happy and I don't make I don't talk about the procrastination, although even this, you know, even cleaning the kitchen. I mean, after after you have cleaned the kitchen, aren't you happy to look at everything and you think like, oh, my God, it's so clean. I love it. You know, you're proud of yourself. You achieved something. You had a goal. You did it. That would be one thing. Another thing would be the walks with Fergus, you know, mm-hmm. cleaning, cleaning yourself from the inside and the outside, getting the fresh air, walk in nature, the classic stuff. Uh, one thing that I think is very underestimated, everybody talks about it, but nobody is really doing it, is gratitude. Oh, yeah. Gratitude is a big one that we should, I think, really practice more to become aware of what we actually do have and where we actually are and that we can, that we have so many things in our life that we can be really grateful for. And in the long run, you rewire your brain just by being grateful. This is crazy because you automatically focus much more on more positive things, you know, on more beautiful things in life then on the shit on the daily shit that you have well, to you start with. to rewire you start to rewire your RAS, right you, yeah. you start to retrain the reticular activating system to recognize Absolutely. that which is working rather than that which is not working mm. exactly yeah. that's exactly it so gratitude is very very important um little uh i have a little free program about it you know 10 days to happiness, where I give ideas and inspiration to people for 10 days joining me in this program, just by the tiniest actions per day to make yourself happy. How can I make myself happy today, you know, or happier today? And there's not much you can do, but you can always boost your mood. You can always boost your mm. well-being because it's mm. from the inside, right? So yeah. That could be something people could be doing, you know, just join me in my 10, day, 10 days of happiness toolkits program. You know, you can have it for free. You get an email every day uh, proposing an action. What also is extremely fulfilling, I think, when people have a meaning in life, you know, when they have goals in life, mm. when they have a purpose in life, this is very happiness inducing. Let me say, yes. you know, or when they do kind things for other people, you know, in, in a society like we are, I don't see that a lot happening, you know, that people mm. do kind things for others without expecting anything in return, just for doing something kind, sure. you know. And I think this makes you very happy because receiving kindness um, makes the giver happy, you know, mm. it's not only. That you take something and you 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 get it and it makes you happy, but giving it and re- seeing the receiver being happy makes you happy. So everybody's happy. Why can't we have just more of that? <laughs> Those are just little things I think that people can do in their daily lives. Um, Great to make themselves more happy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I couldn't I couldn't agree more. That's a, those are great tips. Great little things too to take away and we'll happily put a link to um your 10 days of gratitude program if you just we will happily put a link in the show notes so people can access Mm. that and the final question as we as we start to wrap up the question that we ask all of our guests what is something that has a, a learning curve something that went wrong or i say went wrong didn't quite go to plan didn't you know you you were a bit like oh i didn't really care for that result whether it could be with a client or a business decision or something and i know you said you've got loads to choose from what's one that you can you can share with us that our listeners can take a a learning away f- with them from mm. Well, yeah, I could say like, oh my God, where do I start? 
right? With all the stories that went wrong. But one thing I certainly learned, and I'm still learning, and I think it's extremely important for for everybody, not only for people in our profession, but is to set boundaries, you know, mm. to also to be able to say, no, you know, no, I don't do that. No, I don't work with you. No. But how did you come across this? How did you come across this wisdom, Christine? <laughs> Trial and error. I mean, it's okay. It's good. A, That's what I want to hear. <laughs> you know, I I learned the hard way. I can tell you. You know, I have uh, quite some experiences uh, that I don't need to go into. <laughs> right. With right, clients. Right, right. Yeah, you know where but you we learn do, it the you hard know, way. I th- and that's good, but you know that's kind of why we ask that is because we want people to understand that you can choose the, the easy way or the hard way, right? Um, and I, I think one of the things that um, most people, when we ask them that, they say this: one of the things that you are saying, don't work with people who your initial idea is. This may not be a good fit. This may not, something doesn't feel quite right. Um, To turn that work down is really important because otherwise you run into people that aren't going to be compliant. They're not going to be easy to work with generally. They're going to turn more of a challenge, I believe. Um, And and I think, so I'm glad to hear you say that because you're kind of shouting the same thing we all hear. Good. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Um, I I have so often uh, ignored that gut feeling, you know, because mm. I thought like, oh my god, but he needs help, she needs help, I need the money, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And I ignored it, and it always backfired. Always, always, always backfired. And I don't want that anymore. I want to listen to the gut when I feel like, oh, oh, there's something off here or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I want to be very clear, but also in working with clients, because sometimes there are clients and you like them and you even like work with them, but you still need to set very clear boundaries, you know, because you don't want to be called at Sunday night at 10 p.m. or something like that, right. just, just because they feel like it, you know. Those things happen too, you know, and then you just need to be clear, you know, for yourself, for your own sanity. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, very good. Well, Christine, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. You made it. Spending the time. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, um, we appreciate it. I I very much, um, like I said, I've known Christine for a couple of years now, and I've always been really impressed with our conversations and I've always very much enjoyed our conversations. So thank you for, for sharing your time with us today. Thank you for inviting me and having me and being such a great company. Both of you. <laughs> we love you. We love, back one of you, love you too. We love you too. <laughs> all right, everybody. We'll talk to you all next week. Thank you so much. Take Bye. care, everyone. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Hypnotic Healers podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review and follow us on Facebook. You can also join our mailing list at hypnotichealers.com.